ask that is because often, nagkakaroon tayo ng dichotomy between what we do and what we think. And yet, um, in this particular section of Colossians, we will find na wala namang ganong a conflict between how we as believers think and how we as believers act. So, ito yung ating um, tatalakayan for today. It's really a short. Um, I, I plan to get this done within the 20 to 25 minute time frame. Um, it's really know God's will, walk worthily of Him. And we're just gonna zoom in to Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 to 14. So, basahin ko lang tong segment na to and then let's dive into the text. Um, ito yung sinasabi ni Paul doon sa kanyang epistle sa mga taga-Colossae. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So una, um, let's take a look at the Colossians. Sino ba sila? Why is Paul even praying for them? But before we answer that, I guess I want to point this out. I have rarely seen something as sweet from the pen of the apostle as I have not ceased to pray for you. Um, I don't know about you, but to know that someone prays for us is encouraging. To know that someone isn't stopping, is continuously lifting us up before the throne of God. Now, that's something else. That's something totally different and yet totally great. And ito yung magandang tanungin. What is up with these people that made the apostle pray for them such that day and night it consumed him? That this was the primary uh, thing that he was doing for them, his primary ministry to them. Well, um, ito yung binanggit niya na reason in the earlier verses. Sabi niya, he heard of their faith in Christ Jesus. He heard of the love which they have for all the saints and the hope laid up for them in heaven, which they previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel which has come to them. Unang reason was, um, this group of people in this city of Colossae, they are now brothers and sisters in Christ because of a common faith. And isang kailangan nating um, ma maalala, ano? Um, in the midst of everything that is happening, we must not neglect interceding for brothers and sisters in Christ. Bakit? Um, right now, we are in a pandemic. Hiwahiwalay tayo. Yes, there's uh, virtual meetings like this. And yet, there's something in the human heart that really just aches for connection. But where our arms and our hands cannot reach, the arms of God and His hand can reach. And when we pray, we are bringing to Him who can extend our love, compassion, and affection, yung um, affection natin for our brothers and sisters. So if you're here and you are missing your brothers and sisters in Christ, there is nothing more appropriate for us to do than to pray for one another and continuously at that, especially because of our common faith in Christ. But at the same time, 
itong prayer ni Paul is coming from what he witnessed or what he heard about them and their love for all the saints. Um, when we are in Christ by faith, kabilang doon yung ating pagmamahal sa isa't isa. And yung love na yun, um, it is not mere affection. Um, it's actually something deeper than that. Um, there is a sympathizing, an empathizing, a connecting, and even a willingness to carry each other's burden. And if we may not carry the burden physically with them, then at least spiritually and emotionally through prayer. But at the same time, hindi lang tayo united by a common faith, by a common love for God and for the fellow saints. Um, we are also united by a common hope that this life is not all there is, that we have laid up for us something better, something lasting, something that will not perish in heaven. And this is something that we have gained from the gospel, secured in the gospel, and can never be taken away. And so right now, um, I want to ask you, if you feel that among these three things, um, you can't really um, understand it, that it seems foreign to you, then um, I, wa I want you to stay. And later, we're going to talk about how you can be included in this common faith, love, and hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pero, given who the Colossians are, let's see, ano ba specifically yung pinagpray ni Apostle Paul for them? It's one thing to know that he prayed for them continuously. It's another thing to know what he prayed for. The first thing he prayed for was that they would grow in the knowledge of God's will. Um, ang sabi dito, since the day we heard of it, in yung mga nabanggit kanina, their faith, their love, and their hope, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. Now, um, ano ba tong knowledge of His will? Um, if you come across that, uh, that phrase, usually yung will ignored, mayroong tatlong categories na nakikita doon. Um, there's the sovereign will, the revealed will, and the dispositional will. When we talk of sovereign will, ito yung uh, will ni God that causes events to happen. Example, if He willed the earth to be made, if He willed that COVID-19 should happen, if He willed that an earthquake would occur, if He willed that uh, Mount Mayon or uh, Mount Pinatubo would explode, these events caused by the will of God, this is what is covered by the sovereign will. Now, itong sovereign will, it's not always accessible to us. Um, hindi natin malalaman if tomorrow or, or the week, a month later, may mangyayari. Uh, we don't know the events um, that will take place because of the will of God. But um, there is a special um, time in history and a specific group where God sent prophets in order to tell people of events but these are usually in connection to his revealed will now kung yung sovereign will usually refers to events that will take place yung revealed will naman is more related to how god wants us to act um this is god's commands and precepts so we would live in holiness now unlike yung sovereign will ganina um this is accessible to us through 
the Bible. We can read it. Um, it's explicitly stated um, in the Ten Commandments. You can um, check out the New Testament, Dun's Epistles. There are um, exhortations that are very straightforward. You have the Sermon on the Mount. Itong revealed will, these are the commands and precepts unto holiness. And the good thing is that these are ours. We can read them. It is plain to us and we can access it so that we may obey it. Now, sadly, um, yung sovereign will, it is not thwarted. Yung revealed will, man can disobey this. Now, there's a third way that yung phrase na will ni God ay ginagamit, and that's the dispositional will. Um, it is what God wants. It is God's pleasure. Ito yung attitude niya. Um, for example, God does not will that the evil man should die. Meaning, God does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked. Although, um, God, in another sense, wills that the sinner might be punished. Pero, when we talk about the dispositional will, this basically answers the question, what makes God happy? What is his disposition towards a particular act, a particular object, or a particular event? And we find this expressed through the Bible. We do have that pinapakita um, when it comes to sin. God's disposition is displeasure. When it comes to holiness, God's disposition is pleasure. And so, um, when we look at that text, the way that the Apostle Paul seems to use it is really that we would know what God wants us to do and what would bring God pleasure when He looks at us. This is the revealed will and the dispositional will at the same time. And so, kapag tinignan natin to, the best way to read this would be, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of what God wants you to do and what will please Him. Now, um, may kasunod na sinabi si Paul, and this is in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, of course, this means discernment, knowing how to apply in particular yung mga principles na nakita na sa Bible, the revealed will, if you will. Ang sabi ni Al Walters sa kanyang uh, article, The Role of Spiritual Wisdom and Understanding in Our Vocations, traditionally, Christians have understood this phrase to refer to the guidance necessary when making such momentous personal decisions. Now, I think um, some of us can relate to this. Um, the choice of a marriage partner, the selection of a vocation, the consideration of a move to another country. Um, sorry, pero I find it a bit funny given that uh, for the past few months, a lot of my friends have been talking about how it would be better in other countries, how um, after all this, they want to move out and the like. But when it comes to each of these particulars, marriage, love, vocation, uh, citizenship, and other aspects of our lives, we must come to understand the particular aspects of God's law in our lives, His guidance or calling. Now, um, pagdating dito, um, not only do we exercise discernment, but we should have confidence in the fact that when we put our faith in Christ, hindi lamang niya tayo niligtas, but He also regenerated our will. We have been given a will that now desires what God desires. We have been given the ability to choose what God 
wants. And so for the Christian, spiritual wisdom and understanding is not just something we should have. This is something that we actually are given by the Holy Spirit when we put our faith in Christ and when we were saved. The only question is, will you exercise it and will you allow that to grow and mature as you interact and be part of a community of believers. So, ano yung principle na makukuha natin dito? Well, ito lang. Paul did not pray that God would change the Colossians' outward circumstance. Hindi niya pinag-pray na mas madaling maging Christian sa Colossae. Hindi niya pinag-pray na umaman sila. Hindi niya pinag-pray na dumating sa point when Putting their faith in God would be easy because life is going so well. Instead, what he primarily prayed for was that God would change, improve their inward circumstance, specifically the circumstance that is spiritual. How they know God, how they follow God, how they exercise discernment in day-to-day life. So practically, anong ibig sabihin yan sa atin? Well, one, Every one of us should be equipped in good Bible study. And that basically means that we would know what God commands in a particular text. Right now, we're talking about um, the revealed will through the Bible. And I do understand that there are usually two ways by which we could get that. Yung una, some of them are straightforward exhortations. Love one another. Encourage one another. Flee from youthful lust. Pursue um, holiness with those who call on the Lord. Um, there are straightforward commands like that. But then, um, when you look at narratives, ayan, um, how do we usually treat that? How do we grow in the knowledge of God's will when we read the narratives of the Old Testament? Um, for that, we might have to follow another process, and that is not getting what is written there straightforwardly, but extracting a general principle, seeing how it applies to today, understanding it, and from there, making the appropriate application. So when we study the Bible, we don't just read for the sake of making categories, labels, for the sake of, wow, um, I know this word, um, God's will, that's awesome. But we have to come to the understanding unto acting and living. So when we do Bible study, we move from what does God command in this text to how does that look in my life or the particular as mentioned by Al Walzer earlier. But beyond the Bible study, um, there should come a point where it is integrated into our personal prayer. Why? Because prayer drills to the heart that which is learned by the mind. Um, I don't know about you, but my times when I read my Bible, I get the principle. But up until I, I talk with God and I say, Lord, um, ito yung kiningi ni Solomon when he was uh, young. He asked you to give him wisdom because he is but a youth. Lord, there are many times when I rely on my own. I don't really ask you for your wisdom. I rely on my own understanding and not yours. Lord, give me understanding of your will that I might live as such. Give me humility. Give me dependence upon you. Give me an open heart and mind. And so, Whenever we study a text, we should also pummel it from the mind to the heart by prayer and, if I might add, earnest, steadfast, and private prayer. But, um, itong bumbinabanggit natin, 
this is not in the context of a private prayer. This is actually in the context of an intercessory prayer, meaning Paul praying for someone else. So wag natin kalilimutan, I, I think, yung pinaka-immediate na application ng text na ito, ano yun? Our main prayer for our Christian brothers and sisters is for their spiritual understanding to increase. And I know this sounds weird. Bakit? Um, can you think of some of our brothers and sisters ngayon na nasunugan? Um, they lost their houses. They lost yung mga naipundar nila for the past few years. And you're gonna pray, Lord, grant them knowledge of your will. Parang walang connect. But if you think about it, if we pray that they would grow in the knowledge of God's will, even at this moment, three things would happen. One, in the midst of the, of the messy um, emotions, right now, the mixed emotions, yung turmoil na nararamdaman nila, God's peace will reign in their heart. Two, in the midst of what everyone around them is saying and feeling, there would be a hope inside of them that would be shining forth. Not just sustaining them, sustaining their family, but even a witness to the unbelievers around them. That's what increase in spiritual understanding would do. And lastly, when all of this is happening, they would be a resource for future generations to find that more than what is happening on this earth, it is the soul of the man that is more important and that has a greater impact, not just for how they handle yung um, yung nananasan nilang sunog na ito, but beyond that, the challenges after that, and even the greater challenges of life, if from this experience they would grow in their understanding of God's will, then when greater trials and tribulations would come, their faith is, as it were, being strengthened, being um, uh, increased, so that pagdating next, they would be more capable to handle it. Um, I think the best way to think about this, I mean, para sa games, um, if you're facing boss A and you're level 2, um, yeah, I mean, it would be awesome for boss A to be taken out by another player. But it's even more awesome if as you fight boss A and you learn the strategies, you beat him, you get the experience from level 3, you become level 10. So by the time that boss B, bigger, meaner comes up, you'll be able to handle them way better than if boss A were just taken out and you gain no experience, no strategy, and no items. So I think the gamers here would understand. Um, but if you're not a gamer, um, I think you would understand naman yung metaphor na yon. But yeah, um, in the midst of all these, our primary prayer for Christian brothers and sisters should always be that their spiritual understanding would increase, that they would know God more, and they would know His will. So yun yung first na prayer ni Paul, that the Colossians would grow in their knowledge of God's will. But the second thing that he prayed for was that they would live worthy of the gospel. Ito yung next na sinabi ni Apostle Paul, We have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And then he adds this clause, so that. Ito yung magiging fruit nung pagkaalam nila doon sa will ni God greater, deeper. You will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Now, um, when the Bible uses the phrase walk in a manner, um, it refers to the way of life of an individual. And when we come across the phrase 
walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. Uh, for me, may dalawang guys sa uh, Old Testament that pop up, pop to mind. Um, the first would be si Enoch. Um, a lot of people would say, yeah, I mean, the only reason why Enoch could walk with God is because it was um, it was better times then. Hindi ganong karampan ang sin, um, which would be wrong. Because at this point in time, um, it was the sons of Cain that were numerous. Um, it was the rebellious city. Um, and itong si Enoch, he was known to be a man walking with God. And in the New Testament, you have the book of Jude, um, relating na itong si Enoch daw, he saw judgment. He saw thousands of God's sons, referring to angels, coming down to bring judgment upon man. And so itong si Enoch, he was a guy who wasn't just intimate with God, but he knew what was right. And so he lived with that, um, possibly even to the exclusion of his current generation. Never was it easy to be holy or to walk with God. And one of his descendants, itong si kaibigang Noah, um, it was the same for him. Um, in his obedience to God, in his wanting to live a holy life, he was ridiculed for years as he built the ark in obedience. And so it's never easy to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, but it is always the best choice. See, Enoch, while most men, including some of us here in this Zoom breakout, makakaranas na mamatay, Enoch never experienced death. He walked with God all his life, and it was only appropriate that God took him without him experiencing the pain of death. See, no one man in the midst of that rebellious generation, when the flood came, it was only him and his family that was saved. And eventually, it would be his line that would have Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the ancestors of the nations. And so, um, when we know God's will, we walk in a manner worthy of him, it is a worthwhile life. It is not one that we will regret. In fact, it is something beautiful and worthy of emulation. Now, um, itong walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, Apostle Paul expounds on this a bit more. Um, he says, to please Him in all respects. Um, and I can think of no better example other than the very writer himself. Um, when he says, in all respects, um, I, I, I think of what he said in an epistle to the Corinthians, na, whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. Whether you're making tents, whether you're preaching, do it all with excellence such that it would be the character of God reflected in what you do. It would be the character of a Christian and the honor due to God that would be seen in and through this. And so, um, yung ating paglago in the knowledge of God's will, it doesn't just affect how we think. It doesn't just affect uh, what we say when we're conversing with Christian brothers or sisters. It doesn't just affect how, how high your hands are raised in praise and worship. No, it pervades all of life. Um, it pervades how we relate with our friends and family. It pervades how we work. It pervades how we, um, how we handle our thought life. It pervades how we are when we are in front of our computers and no one is looking around. It pervades how we handle our taxes. It pervades every single area of life. And so, um, when we grow in increasing knowledge of God, we walk in a manner worthy of Him, and that walk relates to every area of our life, not a single speck, not dedicated to Christ. 
So, um, given that, mayroong dinagdag itong si Paul. He said, bearing fruit in every good work. And in the New Testament, I can think of one woman na sobrang ganda ng description sa kanya. Um, I'm referring to Dorcas or Tabitha. Um, si Dorcas, she is a woman na um, she was doing good deeds, um, helping the poor, clothing them. Um, in fact, that's the reason why she's often portrayed as with a needle and cloth. Kasi daw, she would make clothes for the poor. And um, the Apostle Peter uh, encountered her nung siya ay namatay, raised her up. And this was how she was described. She was always doing good deeds and kind acts. And I wonder, could that be said of us? Could that be said of you and me? Now, we are always doing good deeds and kind acts. Now, the awesome thing right now, an opportunity is presented to us. Um, sorry, uh, forgive the, the phrase I use. It's not awesome na may masamang nangyari, but it's awesome that right now, our good deeds can shine and we can contribute to the welfare of those who have suffered through the um, recent events. And so, um, the next thing I want to ask is, um, um, for those who have jobs, um, for those who can spare um, some money, are you giving to charity? Um, to be specific, um, dito sa CCF, we have Tulong Tayo. Um, it's our arm for um, good works and we're helping out in, in the midst of this pandemic. Um, have you allotted something for that? Um, are you even willing? to take some from mga naitabi natin sa savings and to sacrifice it so that others may benefit. And there are numerous ways to do this, not just with money. Um, and so, this is what I want to ask. Um, as people growing in the knowledge of God's will, can this be said of us? We are always doing good deeds and kind acts. Now, um, it's interesting kasi yung root nito, yung pinanggagalingan ng lahat nito, is that we are filled with the knowledge of God's will. But, ang isa sa mga products, effects nito, is increasing in the knowledge of God. Um, why is that? Well, the more we know about God, and the more it changes our life, the greater the hunger becomes. And so, when I look at a Christian na, as if hindi nagdi-desire na mas makilala pa si Lord, as if hindi nagdi-desire na malaman yung mga kagustuhan ni God, the first thing I ask is, in the first place, have you come to know Him? Because knowing God will surely make you want to know Him more. Um, for those who have uh, romantic um, inclinations and relations, di ba, when you get to know someone, hindi siya nagsastagnate doon. You want to get to know them more and more each day. And the same with God. Knowing Him, loving Him, should lead to desiring Him more. And I think of two guys in the contemporary times. Um, yung una is I, Henrik Bitzer. Um, now, this guy, he wrote this book, Light on the Path. And it's interesting kasi this was daily scripture readings in Hebrew and Greek. Um, sinulat niya to for pastors and other Christian leaders who teach the Bible. So that could be you and me, group leaders, or even just um, new believers wanting to know God more. And sinulat ito so that the people in his church, the people he know, the Christians, would be able to go ad pontes, straight to the source. Now, ano ba si Heinrich Bitzer? 
PhD ba siya? Mayroon ba siyang MD? Anong seminary ba siya graduate? Hindi po. Heinrich Bitzer was a banker. That guy was a corporate slave as all of us are. I mean, as most of us are. He wasn't anyone special. He wasn't any learned guy. He was just a man in love with God. And it's funny that many pastors, many shepherds benefited from someone who didn't even step into seminary. Just a man hungry for the word. And the other guy I can think of is, well, see George Mueller. Now, yes, this guy is a pastor, but I do believe that his faith could be the same faith that we have. Ito yung experience niya. Um, he is known for having established orphanages, for having established organizations that um, fixed social ails during his time. And kapag tinanong mo siya, ano yung first thing that he does in the morning? It's not waking up to plan the day, to plan the schedule, to strategize how he can be more efficient and effective in these institutions. No. For him, I now studied much about 12 hours a day, chiefly Hebrew, and committed portions of the Hebrew Old Testament to memory. And this I did with prayer, often falling on my knees. I looked up to the Lord even while turning over the leaves of my Hebrew dictionary. In short, this man, doing much good, was also steeped in much study, in seeking to know God through His Word. Now, of course, um, for some of us, um, we may not have the time or the capability to go to the Hebrew and Greek as these men have do, but we've got a lot of resources today. You've got your Bible. That alone is enough. And you have online resources. Um, if you want to understand the text you're reading to know more about God and His will, madaling mag-Google. You've got GodQuestions.org. You've got DesiringGod.org. You've got GraceToYou.org. Um, and add to that, if you have um, access to the ESV app, um, definitely. We are in a time where knowing the Bible, knowing God and His will um, should be easy. And yes, I understand that there are hindrances. Pero um, I would apply yung usual Filipino saying, kapag gusto, may paraan, kapag ayaw, may dahilan. So, with that, I come to the last um, mark of a life lived worthy for the gospel. It's a life strengthened with all power according to God's glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. On the one hand, the, the mere fact that we live in this fallen world means that madami tayong maranasang hardships. Some of them could be natural. Magkakasakit. Magkakaroon ng COVID. Some of us are struggling with chronic diseases, asthma, um, or, or name it. And daily, our bodies are wasting away. And that's part of the burden of this life. And we need strength for that. But at the same time, nandoon din yung struggle for sanctification. Our consciences are plagued with the sins that we're fighting against. And we need endurance in this sanctification. And then add to that, when we do holy tasks, we will always face opposition. Possibly opposition from people, possibly internal opposition. God only knows how much the enemy plants thoughts, doubts into the minds and hearts of those who seek to do good on this earth. But 
in the midst of all of that, if we are increasing in the knowledge of God's will, we would have resource to stand fast and keep pressing on. Um, I think of William Wilberforce. Nung panahon na slavery, slavery was in abundance, this man alone stood. Um, it was Wilberforce contra mundum. He lost many friends in the process, but one thing he did was that he saw it through and God blessed that. And for years, he fought without seeing any progress. And in fact, um, it was only on his deathbed that he heard that the law that was now passed would be implemented. So yes, um, he was able to abolish slavery, the slave trade, but slavery itself, it took him another set of years that would eventually claim his very life. And so, ano yung principle na makukuha natin dito? All praying for their inward circumstance should eventually change their outward circumstance lastingly and abidingly. If we pray for this, for our brothers and sisters, rest assured that it will have greater impact in their life, both here and in the life to come. And much good would be seen by the increase of our understanding of God's will. Now, um, if I were to sum up yung pinag-usapan for the past 15 minutes, um, it would be live worthy of the gospel, commune with God as Enoch and Noah did, work, play, live to glorify Him, do good work for others like Dorcas or Tabitha, and seek to know God more day by day as Mueller and Bitzer did. So, Beyond that, uh, I guess I want to answer this. Let us teach. Um, madami akong kilalang uh, leaders na ayon nilang magturo ng theology sa kanilang mga disciples on the basis that maguguluhan lang sila. I might be introducing categories na walang immediate relation to life. And I would agree. Um, madaming mga tinuturo sa Bible na walang immediate relation to life. But it doesn't mean na it will not have any impact in the long run. In fact, um, minsan niya, it's, it's in the hardest seasons of life that the seemingly complex doctrines become sweet to us. It's when um, you're in the midst of, uh, of, uh, of uh, enhanced community quarantine, wondering, uh, mulling over, where is this city headed? And then yung eschatology, basically yung end times, all of a sudden you think about that. You find God's wonderful plan and all of a sudden it gives your heart hope. But some would say na itong pag-aaral sa eschatology on revelations of what would happen in the future, what God's revealed will for us in the midst of persecution and God's um, uh, pinakita niyang will for the end. Um, it's not something of immediate impact to us. But wait. Actually, it has if only we would exercise a bit more patience and a bit more trust that nothing in the Bible is useless, but everything there is written for our instruction and for our good. So leaders, or um, pwede hindi ka D-group leader ngayon, but you're here, you know the Bible, there are many people in your life who don't know the Bible, don't be afraid or hesitant to teach them and to introduce categories that might be hard for them to understand right now. Because sooner than later, that might be 
what saves them, what strengthens their faith in the midst of trials and tribulation. Because good theology is the ground from which the fruit of good works spring from. Now, um, I want to close with this part. Um, lahat ng binanggit ni Paul, it actually finds its foundation in these two verses. The reason why we can grow in the knowledge of God's will, the reason why we can live worthy of the gospel is because in the first place, God rescued us from the domain of darkness. There was a time in our life when we were in the dark. We didn't know God's will, neither did we want to know God's will. We were unwilling and unable. We were chained in the dark, as it were, chained in Satan's dominion, in the dominion of darkness. But God in His goodness transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. He made us alive in Christ. He sent the Holy Spirit to soften our hearts, to take away the veil, that we might see Jesus, who He is, what He has done, and that we might believe in Him and in believing, find a wonderful transfer from darkness into light. In Christ, we understand the will of God. In Christ, we believe in God. In Christ, we are willing and able not just to comprehend, but to obey the will of God. Why? Because in Him, we are redeemed. And in Him, we find forgiveness of sins and we are given the very mind of Christ through the Holy Spirit. And so if you're here and um, you're wondering, how can I know the will of God? How can I walk in a manner worthy of Him? And you find all the application points and you're like, yeah, Brother Kyle, I get it, but I can't. Then here is my plea to you. Perhaps in the first place, you have never been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Come to Christ. Um, right now, you can tell him, Jesus, for the longest time, I have been unwilling and unable. I don't know you. I've been in the dark. But take away the veil from my eyes. Let me see you. And in seeing you, may I believe. And in believing, find redemption, find forgiveness, and be enabled and empowered to know your will and to walk in it. Lord Jesus, right now we come before you and we thank you for the epistle of the Apostle Paul. May we as believers grow in the knowledge of your will and may we walk in a manner worthy of the gospel, the gospel that saved us, the gospel that changes us. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.